Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Well, Heidi, we've got one of our Open to Hope authors on who's written some wonderful things for us, and it's one of your favorite topics. We're going to talk about sibling loss, and we're calling this show Sibling Loss Revisited because I know a lot of people have had a sibling loss, and siblings are unacknowledged, as Heidi has always said, a lot in the grief process. And so over the years, siblings may need to revisit their grief. So we're going to be talking a bit about that today. Heidi, would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, I would. And we've had her on before. Uh, her name is Judy Lipson. And Judy is no stranger to sibling loss. Like you said, mom, we're going to be talking about sibling loss revisited. Judy had not only one sister, but two sisters die. She is the founder of Celebration of Sisters, which commemorates the memories of her beloved sisters, Jane and Margie. She's a writer for us at Open to Hope. And she is the recipient of the U.S. Figure Skating Association 2020 Get Up Award because she skates in honor of both of her sister's memory. Thanks for coming on the show, Judy. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Judy, tell us, it, it was 20 years before you found a unique way to celebrate your sisters, right? Is it yes, and as a matter of fact, my father passed away uh, a week before I did my first celebration of sisters. Oh. I'm the middle. Um, Jane died in 1981 at age 22 in a car accident. And nine years later, Margie died at 35 after a 20 year battle with anorexia and bulimia. Margie had been sick for 20 years, but she definitely um, went downhill further when mm -hmm. after Jane died. And everybody assumed that it was when I got the call, I assumed that it was Margie, not Jane. So it was a shock. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, that is shocking. So you went along uh, supporting your parents, I assume, your mom and dad? Well, yes, I was 25 when Jane died. So I was living in New York. My parents are in Boston. And um, I just went on autopilot, didn't stop, was in retail during the Christmas season. So of course you couldn't stop. Yeah. And um, was there for them and moved home in uh, 86 when my um, daughter was born and felt like I needed to bring sunshine to them. Okay. And then Margie died nine years later. All right. And then, and then tell us from there what happened. There was a group, I went to um, Compassionate Friends and I just wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. I just, I think the trauma from Margie's illness and the losses and everybody sitting around, everybody couldn't have been nicer, but I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready. And then in 2011, my father was very ill and I finally went to a therapist to help me. And then I went to a group, but I had to be ready. You have to be ready. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody's journey is different and there's no recipe for grief. It can take you a day, it can take you a month. It took me 30 years. Judy, I didn't do Compassionate Friends either for over 10 years. I didn't do any of that stuff because like you said, I wasn't ready either. I was, I was trying to 
live my life, I'm worried about my family, you know, my parents, you know, it's, it's difficult, right? When you're, when you're in that life stage and all of a sudden you have this significant loss. And I couldn't hear another person's story. Yeah. And it's not that they weren't wonderful people. I had to be ready. But then when I went again and I was ready. Yeah. You have to be ready to hear it. And then meeting people outside on a one-on-one, -on -one, that was the connection that I needed. But if I hadn't gone, I wouldn't have met anybody that was in my same boat. Even when Heidi, when I came to see Heidi in New York, it was an instant connection because we spoke the same language. We understood each other. You didn't have to say anything. Yeah. It's an unwritten code that you have that nobody else understands. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And, and I'm always telling parents, you know, a lot of what the siblings do isn't just sitting around talking. Just be, when we're with each other, there's like you said, Judy, that bond because we really understand at a very deep level what sibling loss is all about and how, how it's very unique. So how is it unique, ladies? Because your siblings are the ones that you think you're going to be with forever. Yep. They're the ones that you can, who else are you going to talk to your, about your parents with? You know, who else are you going to side with against your parents? Who else do you have that history with? There's nobody else. And, you know, we hear over and over and over that the worst loss that can ever happen is the death of a child. And I, you know, siblings are always hearing that people say that. And I think it makes it so sometimes you feel like, okay, I can't, I can't really show my grief or I can't, or my grief isn't as significant or, I mean, we know it is, but you know, you're keep hearing and be strong for your parents and be there for your parents. And how are your parents? I mean, those are kind of the messages that the world is constantly giving siblings. So it's nice when you get around other siblings and you have a safe space where you can just be acknowledge and validate your own grief, basically, and say, hey, the worst loss that's ever happened to me is the death of my brother. It's, and, and like you said, Judy, this the research shows that we're supposed to spend 80 to 100% of our life with our siblings. We're supposed to grow old, we're supposed to have kids with them, be at their weddings, grow old with them, you know, and here we are and they're not here. So. And, I, and the other piece is I didn't grieve all those years and I felt I'm not a twin, so I don't know, but I would analogize it to a twin that I sort of felt like a limb was missing. Mm -hmm. I couldn't express it, but I always knew that something was missing. And the night Jane died, she died early in the morning. Margie and I both woke up at that hour that when she died. Wow. So there's something, if that doesn't say that there's something about siblings that there's a bond there that no one can explain. And as challenging as the relationships are, as different as you are, when I moved and found all these letters and my sisters and I are also different, the love, there's a love there that you can't, you can't replace. Mm -hmm. How did it interrupt your life? Not having grieved. I put up such a wall. Mm and I just kept myself going. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that I had, that I couldn't fe fully feel and let people into my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I just kept going and I didn't realize that when I let the wall down and you let people in and not talking about my sisters all those years, 
because for my parents, it was too painful. So many of the memories were lost mm -hmm. and I had to make peace with that and forgive myself for not grieving all those years. So Judy, it sounds like in your situation, which was different than mine, your parents, it was too painful for them to hear you talking about Jane and Margie, so you, you didn't, is that true? That's correct. Wow, okay. And so you kind of just put them on a shelf and kind of just were distracted, I mean, you know, metaphorically, and we're very distracted with your life and busy doing your life, it sounds like. Right. You know, Heidi, what I am loving and Judy here is uh, for our audience to hear what you did and what you took from this. You and your sisters skated together. How did you get the idea to do a skating event in honor of your sisters? Well, our family has always been very philanthropic and I wanted to give back in some way. And I didn't want to do, you know, a boring fundraiser with a rubber chicken dinner. You know, I wanted to do something fun because my sisters were fun. They had great personalities. I was always the shy one. So I'm thinking, what could I do? What could I do? And skating has always been a chord and it kind of brought me full circle back to them. So I decided why not do something fun? So I did this skating event. So um, I just, when I get out there, I sort of feel like one of them is on each of my shoulders saying, all right, Judy, you can do this, get out there, you know? And um, so it's just been, you know, a great fun ride. You've raised a lot of money for the hospital, right? For Mass General Hospital. Yes, we have. Your mother was alive through all this, the celebration, everything you're doing with the skating. How, how did she feel about all, all this? The fact that you were so public with your own loss and were doing these things? Um, she supports the event. She goes. Um, it's challenging for her, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. um, but it's... Um, you know, some of the girls' friends do come and, you know, it's it's a skating show. I mean, it's yeah. a fun event. <laughs> I love it. She's there. And, you know, after all this, these years of silence, you know, you're kind of, like my mom said, really out there. And now you produce the book. I love it. Celebration of Sisters. You, Celebration of Sisters, It's Never Too Late to Grieve which how great to bring that out of this whole thing too and you, and you just recently published that and and that chronicles your journey i assume and and helping siblings yes and the message that you know compassion for grief and that it's never too late and listen if we can help some other siblings so that they're not alone and then we've done good right yeah, yeah. Well, yes, if you make something out of it, something beautiful, and that giving back is, is really wonderful that you're doing that. So what would you like, if you had a key point that you would like to make for bereaved siblings, what would it be? I think you just need to reach out to one person. All you need is one person, mm -hmm. one other sibling, and just start the conversation. It's never too late. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say Compassionate Friends does have a online presence mm -hmm. in the um, Sounds of the Sibling, Heidi, right? Yeah, they have, yeah, the Sounds of the Siblings and TCF Sibs. So Sounds of the Siblings and TCF Sibs. TCF Sibs is a little newer, but they're both very active. There's a lot of people on there and you don't have to be active. You can just go in and read things if you want. And I think that Judy's story is she's not alone. I, there are so many siblings out there that put their own grief on hold and, and put it on the shelf and then revisit it years later. It's it's more a lot more common than you would think with sibling loss. Pre-order the book from any of your local bookstore. 
And um, the event, the grand finale is gonna be November 7th. Um, you can um, look me up on Facebook, Judy Lipson author and get all the information. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and for all the good work you've done. And thank you for writing to Open to Hope. And I wanna remind people that they can go and find Judy Lipson, go to opentohope.com and you can read her articles there. And uh, it's just wonderful what you've been doing. And I love the celebration of sisters. And thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me and for all the wonderful you do, work you do for Open to Hope. Thank you, Judy. You are such thank an inspiration for all the siblings out there. I mean, you're only two siblings. Your sisters, you know, are gone and yet they're not. They are so much there on your shoulders as you're skating. And I know they're your guiding lights. And thank you for being such an inspiration for all of those out there, especially those that right now may have lost some hope. Thank you. And thanks everybody for joining us on the show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.